Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. It's Andrew here, aka Mr. Box. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the new economy. What does that involve? Find out after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media election is good for business? Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Welcome back to episode 12. This year is going really fast, or is it just me? We've officially done the worst month of the year. I hate January. And you know the thing about January, yeah? Why is it that every single motive is being advertised? It's already prepared. They're already trying to get your money, like, in the brokest month of the year like why like it's annoying like can, can you not at least let the sun come out a little bit can you not at least allow us the the opportunity to let our wallets and our bank balances recover you people have no shame whatsoever anyway moving on swiftly to this week's topic so what i want to talk about today is the new economy what's the new economy well I'm sure you're hearing stuff on the news about how uh, high street shops are closing down. You've got Debenhams closing down. Is it Debenhams? Well, there's lots of different shops like uh, Toys R Us. We lost Toys R Us last year, I think. Um, House of Fraser's closing down. Lots of other, other high street chains in, in trouble. Tesco recently announced that they're cutting like, um, I think around 10,000 jobs or something like that. Um, across their meat and deli counters like the world is changing like let's not let's not forget that this is not the industrial revolution no more we're moving away from you know humans doing stuff speaking to people face to face we're moving away from that we're now moving towards a society where everything is being automated you only have to look at like banks for example Back in the day, when you used to go to a bank, there would be about four or five cashiers that you can go to. Now, you'll be lucky if there's two cashiers in there and then the rest will be like machines. Um, the same thing's happening with a lot of shops. Like it's click and collect. You've got people, you've got self-checkouts. Even like if you go to the gym, you've got a box where you can just come and collect your Amazon parcels. Everything is moving towards, you know, that whole automated thing. So what's happening is, there's a lot less, there's going to be a lot less jobs. It's already happening across the job market anyway, in terms of like, there's no real job security anymore, less administration jobs, less general jobs for everyone to like, to go around. Um, even like, for example, the post office, the post office used to be a brilliant place to work. I used to work there part-time. I think two, like I've, in my time, I've probably worked there two or three times as your, as a casual post office person, like in the sorting office, like sorting out letters and stuff. You used to actually make good money there. Um, and funny enough, my mum used to work for 
Royal Mail at one point and the amount of peace she was clearing sorry I just said the amount of peace she was clearing so to the international listeners uh, when I say P I'm talking about money um, so the amount of money she was clearing was quite good like you wouldn't think that someone who worked for like a, a post office could earn that much it was quite decent money but as the trend kind of moved to like online shopping less and less parcels were being sent companies transitioned from like actual post sending post to more emails everything became like email based communication then obviously the need for those jobs disappeared and to be honest with you that's only going to get worse it's only going to get worse there's going to be less retail jobs there's going to be less need for certain mechanical jobs and obviously you're still going to have like jobs that you can't that are not really going to be affected by technology in that type of way so for example uh, such as doctors uh, nurses lawyers police you know the emergency services that kind of stuff accountants but if you actually look at it they are actually being affected by 2020 there will be 10 million autonomous vehicles on the roads in the world and ieee has stated that by 2040 so in less than 25 years three out of four vehicles are going to be autonomous driving by themselves using their own intelligence now i don't know if this is uh, frightening to you but i guess for all of those who are working in the transport business or the logistic business you must be, feel a little bit threatened i don't think any profession is safe right now from the from technology so that's what's giving birth to a new economy. You've got to kind of like keep your eyes open. You've got to kind of keep your eyes open about what's going on with technology in your niche or in your industry or wherever it is that you work. You've got to keep your eyes open and you've got to learn new skills. You've got to be, at least be open to learning new skills. Don't get complacent. Anything can happen and it could come to your workplace. You could be made redundant. You could be replaced. The word restructure is something that I hear very, very often at work these days um, in workplaces. Lots of company restructures. Companies are now preparing for the digital age. There are two tectonic forces that are reshaping the American economy and then economies all over the rich world. And they are globalization and technological progress. Inclusive innovation is finding ways to use technology to offer opportunities to work, to make a living, to earn income more and more broadly to people. Um, are able to earn income outside of a full-time job and you see people for example on Etsy you know selling goods that they make at home you see um, folks who are able to find clients all around the world and put together a freelance portfolio um, you see people driving for Uber and Lyft and others and I think that really does create new opportunities to earn income on the flip side I think uh, you know that also brings with it challenges that come with not having a full-time job and all the security that comes with a full-time job and so then we need to think about you know if we've built a benefit system around employment what do we do when you're not attached to that employer this is the workforce of the future technology is transforming the world of work beyond all recognition 
creating groundbreaking opportunities. It's an amazing thing to be living in this digital age. But it's also eroding the rights of workers. It creates a kind of dog-eat-dog -dog world. Some even fear a dystopian, jobless future. Technology today could lead to 45% of current jobs disappearing. But are these anxieties overblown? The future is about the collaboration between humans and these technologies. How we react to this brave new world of work today will shape societies for generations to come. So moving on. Yes, traditional jobs aren't going anywhere for the foreseeable future, but they are transitioning. You're going to see a lot more working from home jobs. You're going to see even more zero hour contract work. Uh, probably more people are going to become independent contractors, running their own business from homes and then setting their own hours and then invoicing companies. You're probably going to see more of that. Um, a lot of people are moving into uh, content creation. So at the moment really you're only hearing about this from like an influencer perspective those are the most popular content creators they're all it's all the influencers right now so you've got people who are doing fashion they're doing hair they're doing podcasts all that kind of stuff those are the people who have the limelight at the moment but it's a lot bigger than that the average person has a skill or a talent that they can actually share with people who don't know anything about and make money from it how would you do that you can do that through youtube so not only can you do it through youtube there's a thing called affiliate marketing or performance-based marketing now i'm sure you've seen online in various places affiliate links and stuff like that it's been thrown around quite a lot but because you're only seeing it from influencers is kind of like there's only one side of the story being told so for example if someone who's popular is doing something and they're only showing you like one side of the story you're gonna only believe that that one side of the story exists um but there are people quietly banking like large amounts of money and you've never heard of them why because they're extremely targeted with what they're doing like imagine you could make you could make money off you know woodwork teaching people how to do woodwork it's not it's not as as sexy as something like hair makeup um or anything like that it's just it's just something that is is hardly ever talked about because the the most popular areas seem to be relationships fitness and health those three um and maybe career relationships fitness health and career those four industries are the most bait and the most popular things online those get talked about the most but there's lots of other things people can actually talk about to make money so how do you actually make money from this so it's kind of obvious you'd create content and then you stick it online but a lot of people don't really know how people get paid from all this stuff so I'll just give you a brief overview of how you can actually get paid. So if you create videos and you put them on YouTube, after you've got a certain amount of views, a lot of people get confused. They think you could just throw out videos on YouTube and start getting paid. Nah, that's not how it works. You have to get a certain amount of views on your channel so that YouTube knows that you're serious 
I think it's around 10,000 views across the whole channel. So that would, that would require you to put up a few videos or if you're lucky enough to put up two or three videos and they bang and then you get like 10,000 views, then that's great for you. But for most people, it's a slow process. So you have to consistently be putting out videos. And once you hit the threshold of, I think it's like 4,000 4, views in terms of watch time or 4,000 hours. Yeah, 4,000 hours of watch time. Once you hit that, then YouTube will let you know if you're eligible to actually join their partner program for which you can start getting money for adverts placed alongside your video. So that's number one. That's one way of making revenue from your content. Number two is through affiliate marketing. So have you ever seen like a, um, a video or a piece of content where they give you a, a website to go to and then they give you a discount code or they give you a special link where um, if you go to that page, they will get a commission. That's basically what affiliate marketing is. So for example, if I recommend a camera to you guys and you go out and buy it and I send you the link, then that company will then send me a percentage of that sale. That will go to me just for recommending that camera to you. That's how affiliate marketing works. But the thing with that is you need to have at least a decent following. And when I say a decent following, I mean an engaged following who are actually taking action or listening to what you're saying or taking on board your recommendations. That's the key. Um, you've got to be able to drive enough traffic to it's a numbers game basically you've got to get enough people to see that link and actually take action and buy that product so your content has to be on point and it has to be directed at the right people there's no point doing content and then saying oh who and if someone asks you who it's for you say it's for everyone it doesn't work that way because if you target everyone you actually hit nobody so that's one of like the rules of like marketing you have to be very specific with the sort of people that you're targeting and only then will your message actually count like people will actually be responsive to it so the third way you can make money from your content in this new economy is sponsorships this is for like you know when, you, when you're more established and you've actually got a an, an audience that people are actually looking for specific companies looking for and they can see value in what you're producing whether it's your podcast whether it's your videos whether it's your your written blog or maybe it's even your event that they can see that you're pulling a certain type of crowd that they're looking for very specifically then you can actually you know pitch for sponsorships and actually ask for you know people to come on board to sponsor your content okay so that like, we've talked about all the different ways of getting paid but you're going to need a certain way to facilitate that uh everyone's always talking about social media but one thing that's kind of slept on and has been slept on for quite some time is email marketing and putting together an email database it's not as sexy as social media but you have a lot more control of how many people you're reaching and you can actually like protect yourself from what could potentially happen in terms of if a social media platform shuts down then you've got something to fall back on you actually own your email list you don't own facebook you don't own twitter you don't own instagram you don't own youtube so let's say for example if one of your um accounts gets closed for whatever reason 
and you built your whole business on that, how are you protected? You're finished. Like you have to really think carefully about how you're setting up your business. So if you're a person who's already got a good following and you haven't actually created an email database, I suggest that you do that as soon as possible. Convert as many of your social media followers to email subscribers as possible because you just never know. You never, you never know what company is going to buy what company. You don't know if Facebook or Twitter is going to buy whatever platform you're on or if someone else is going to just buy the company and then run it down to the ground. It could happen. I mean, companies are not around forever. So if you have your own email database, then that's something that you could keep a lot longer. People don't generally tend to um, change their email addresses, especially when they get to a certain age. The only people changing their email addresses probably are teenagers because they've got silly email addresses like buffdaddy at hotmail.com. You're not going to see like a 30-year-old guy with, with that type of email address. Well, I should, I should hope not anyway. Um, so most people do keep their email addresses for a long time, same way they keep their phone numbers for a long time. So that's something to think about. If you're building a platform, you're building an audience, you should really, really think about building an email database so this is not just an excel spreadsheet you should ideally be using things like mailchimp aweber or um the one i recommend is um convertkit you should be using uh, platforms like that to build your email your email list and um the reason why the email list is so powerful is because wait for it there's no algorithm Imagine that there is no algorithm. Do you know how sick that is? So let's say, for example, let's com- let's compare, right? If you've got a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, when you post, only twenty percent of people are going to see that post, and that's if you've got really good engagement. Twenty percent. So what's twenty percent of a hundred thousand people? So that's like that's twenty thousand people, right? Yeah, so that's 20,000 people. Now, if you had 100,000 people on your email, on your email list, and you had a good open rate, let's say your your open rate was 30 to 40%, that's twice, up to twice as many people being reached. And the thing about that, there's no distraction. When someone's reading an email, other emails aren't popping up the way things pop up on social media so if you're looking at a post on social media the tendency is to keep scrolling right but with email you've got their you've got more of their attention that's why email is a lot more effective in terms of like sales and revenue that's why businesses haven't really moved away from email they're always building their email list they're always like have you ever noticed you go onto a website and they're like you know, if you sign up to our email list, we'll give you 20% off or blah, blah, blah. That is the reason for doing that. They're not telling you to follow them on Instagram. They're not telling you to follow them on Twitter. They're telling you to put your email address in so that you can get a discount. They're just drawing you in so that when they've got promotions going on, they send one email and it goes out to thousands of people. So it's almost like they press a button. As soon as they press the button to send the email, they're generating cash. And that's what I think a lot of people are missing out on these days because obviously social media is such a huge distraction. People are focusing so much on likes, so much on views, so much on, you know, 
going viral and whatnot or, build, or building a following and taking pictures yeah it's great i enjoy instagram too like i'm not gonna lie i enjoy instagram i spend a lot of time on it but at the same time it's really important to invest in your own email list that is one of the things that you can secure if you want to be part of the new economy like it's going to be an asset to you and to your business even if you haven't got a business that is going to be an asset to you because if you do decide to start creating content all the methods that i mentioned before about you know youtube um affiliate marketing and stuff like that youtube doesn't really pay that well and remember that could be withdrawn at any time they move the goalpost at any time but if you have if you have affiliate accounts with certain companies and you have a big email data but it doesn't even have to be big they just need to be an engaged um set of people on your email list when you send an email recommending a product that they're likely to be interested in that is cash for you instantly think about it um what else what else can i say about the new economy you got you got to be investing in your personal brand i think i'm going to do separate episodes about this where um i go into more detail but basically you know you got to make sure your bio is on point an interesting bio like why would anyone follow you when they stumble on your social media page or on your your website you got to have an interesting bio that describes what you do and who you talk to, who the sort of people that like your stuff or are interested in your stuff. Who do you intend to serve? That kind of thing. That needs to be clear on your bio. So that's part of personal branding as well. Um, good photography is important as well. Can't stress that enough. That's why Instagram is so important in terms of building your personal your personal brand and your following as well. Um, what else? What else? What else? There's loads of other things that I'll probably talk about in a different episode. So I want to know from you guys, what are your thoughts on the new economy? Is it something that you're looking into? Do you intend to just do one job or do you intend to build a side hustle? I don't know. Let me know. Because if you're intending to build a side hustle, this is definitely something that you need to think about really, really seriously. Because these days, one stream of income just doesn't cut it. The cost of living right now is astronomical. I was in Tesco the other day. And I was like, I was like, okay, I need to buy a few things. So I went to go and grab the toothpaste. And then I looked at the toothpaste and I double, you know, when you just look and look away, I was like, what? Toothpaste is four pounds now. Are you crazy? Four pounds for toothpaste. Okay, great. If that wasn't bad enough, I went to the barbers today and my guy said to me, oh yeah, um, from now we've got new prices. I paid 20 pounds for a fade. It was a good trim though. My guy is on point. I'm not going to lie to you. Shout out Julia from Darth Faders. My guy is on point. But £20 for a fade. I still remember paying £6 back in the day. That was a while ago. But even not too long ago, in 2014, the cost of a haircut was £7. Now it's 10 to £15. So guys, let's be, let's be real. We've got to get our money up. We have got to get our money up. And if you want to get your money up, the only way, apart from looking from, for a pay rise from your boss, which is probably unlikely, because let's be real, it's very difficult to move upwards in companies. Most people move sideways. So they move from job to job. You know, sometimes you get some small increments um, if you're lucky and if you really know what you're doing. 
But for most of us, you know, it's hard. You've got to really come up with ideas because there's loads of opportunities online. Like there's so many and there's more coming. There's more that people don't even realise are there because not everyone is jumping on it yet. People only make noise about stuff when it becomes popular. When the media popularises something or influencers or, or the news, that is when people are aware. And by then, usually it's too late because then it's kind of like oversaturated. But yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. Use the hashtag RedesignPod. Get at me and... Yeah, that is it for this week. So in probably in the next couple of months, I'm going to be going more into more detail about those things. So email marketing, content creation. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's about it, mate. Be back next week, Monday for another episode. Until then. Follow me on the socials at Andrew underscore CBX on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, I'll catch you next week. Take care and bye for now.